now with the virtual world, we're actually able to engage with scientists from different parts of the world and then connect with their networks. There has become sort of broad recognition that we have a responsibility in higher education to provide our PhD students with a broader set of skills and competencies. That can be another way of getting information that you might not know. You're listening to Vitamin PhD, a podcast from Boston University delivering career narratives and know-how to supplement your doctoral studies. Welcome back to our listeners, uh, and welcome if you're joining us for the first time. It is Jess and my pleasure to introduce uh, the hosts for the coming season of Vitamin PhD. And uh, it's been a journey for us, and I'm sure it's going to be a journey for our new hosts as well. So to start things off, I am Rohan. I am uh, a third-year PhD candidate in biomedical engineering, studying lung cancer mechanics, uh, and I've been a BU now for seven years, so it feels like a lifetime. And having everyone back this fall feels like it's freshman year again, again for me, because it looks like the, the cloud of the pandemic is finally moving away. But to be on brand, we do have our funny question. And our funny question for today is, if you had to bottle yourself up as an energy drink, what flavor would your brand of energy drink be? And uh, I'm going to go very basic and stick with my oranges because you need vitamin C in your life. You cannot have enough vitamin C. So I'll go with a nice fruity orange and it works in all seasons. Uh, so we're going to have Heather introduce herself. Hi, everybody. It's really great to be here. Um, it's so great to meet you both, Rohan and Jess, um, the previous hosts of the Vitamin PhD podcast. Uh, my name is Heather Mooney. I am a sixth year PhD candidate in sociology here at BU. And let's see, energy drink. My first response, the first thing that came to my head when you asked this question was raspberry lime because I am sweet and a little sour and super delicious. Does that work? <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's what I got, folks. That's me. All right. I'll pass it off to Matt now. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, my name is Matt Boyd. Uh, I will warn everyone my dog may join us in the background, so just be forewarned. Uh, I am a first-year computer engineering PhD student. Uh, I did my master's through the LEAP program here at BU, so I've been around campus for three years now. Um, I had a previous career in business IT, where I worked in corporate and consulting IT, and I did that for uh, almost two decades before I decided I was tired of that and wanted to do something a little more challenging, and here I am in engineering. Um, specifically, I'm focusing on uh, robotics and the software engineering side of robotics, so making the hardware smarter rather than focusing on the hardware specifically. Um, Let's see, energy drink. My initial gut reaction to that was they have flavors because I don't really think they do. They all taste the same to me and they're all pretty gross. Uh, but I drink them. I have energy drink on my desk right now. So I'm going to go with uh, sugar-free is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly because um, I have plenty of energy and I don't need the added energy of caffeine and sugar. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know sugar-free was a flavor, but you're, you're redefining things for me. <laughs> Love it. Well, it's definitely good to be back and excellent to meet both Matt and Heather. I'm very excited for the upcoming season. 
I'm Jess. I'm a fifth year now PhD candidate in Earth and Environment, and I am stunned as well how many people are back on campus, but it does feel good to have that energy back and have the semester in full swing. To get things started, to get to know Matt and Heather a bit more, we thought we would ask you both what brought you to the Vitamin PhD podcast. How did you end up um, becoming a part of this project? I can pass it to Heather first if you want to answer first. Sure. Um, so I guess how I came to Vitamin PhD is sort of a long story. Um, I was looking for just in general supports for graduate students. I'm pretty active in my department and I, you know, I care about graduate student experience and undergraduate student student experience at BU. Um, and so I ended up connecting with Sasha, just looking sort of for resources and help for like non-academic career paths. How do I write a resume? How do I write a cover letter? Um, how do I write a grant proposal, right? All of these sort of uh, these skills that we learn in graduate school, but it's always good to get a little extra instruction on and through that we actually sort of formed a really you know great relationship um she and the rest of the pbpa office is fantastic um and i just sort of connected with her and she told me about this and asked if i would be interested in being a part of it and i said of course and so here i am yeah that's a good answer right uh my answer is a little uh maybe less interesting i so i graduated from with my master's in january this past january officially and I decided in December to apply for a PhD. Um, it was a very last minute decision. And I had two advisors who made good recommendations for me and wanted me to start working in their lab immediately. So I started in January in my PhD, even though there's no cohort officially starting in January. So I had uh, you know, the first nine months of my program before my cohort started where I was working in labs, but I felt like I had all this free time. And so I saw an email uh, one of the daily BU emails that mentioned the podcast. And I said, huh, that seems interesting. I have all this time until my cohort starts. I have plenty of time for this. <laughs> and, uh, obviously, that's that very quickly turned out not to be true. But that's what I thought going into it. And I thought, you know, I'm I'm just starting. I just made this decision. I'm coming from Leap. I'm maybe a slightly different PhD student. So maybe my voice would be interesting to other people like me who came came to it in a roundabout way. I think that's that does make a great story. Um, and that also leads me into the question of uh, what are you ex planning to explore with your podcast? Are you exploring something from the core competencies? Are you putting your own twist to something that exists in the core competency? How are you making this about you and about the core competency? Yeah, I will jump all over that one. We are exploring the uh, research skills core competency, I guess. And this is one where I had a lot of questions and I was kind of excited to, to get this topic because as a, a new PhD student and as someone who doesn't really know any other people who've gotten PhDs, the other people I know with advanced degrees are doctors. And that's kind of a different experience. So I had a million and one questions of what is research? What is this process? What does it look like? I thought it was writing a paper that gets published in nature or science or you know a new england journal of medicine or something like that and that was kind of my exposure to research and now i'm told okay i'm going to spend the next five six who knows how many years of my life doing research and writing stuff and publishing stuff and why and what does that look like and 
how do I even begin to think about that process and where to publish things? And so I had just, I came into it with a lot of questions and uh, Heather knows I, uh, there are a lot of episodes that are shaped by the questions that I had coming into it and things where she and I, because we're in different uh, disciplines, have different ideas about it and different experiences, even though I've got very limited experience, different uh, experiences so far. So it's trying to answer my questions about research as a new PhD student and for people who may be considering it. Um, and then also to try and bridge the gap across disciplines. So let people in the various disciplines know what it looks like for other people in other disciplines. And we've tried to bring in experiences from people uh, from other universities as well. So we've gotten guests from other schools to see what the experience is like there and what it's like for them in contrast to what it's like for us. Yeah, absolutely. And just to sort of, you know, piggyback off that, I mean, everything Matt said was absolutely on it. But what's been really interesting for me about this is even within sociology, there is so much diversity in terms of what research is, what it should do, what is a, the best way to ask a research question, what is a research method, how do you ethically conduct research when you're working with human subjects? There's a lot of big questions out there that can't easily be answered to speak for all of academia or all of research in general. So what's been really interesting and also challenging about this is really teasing out what are sort of the bigger themes across academic experience, across research experience, to try and put together a cohesive series on research skills. Because while there are a lot of key similarities, there's also a lot of big differences. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I liked a lot of the points that you guys touched on. And I think Exploring what research means across disciplines is going to be very interesting because even just within this group of the four of us, I think research means very different things to all of us. And highlighting that was not something that came to mind immediately when you said research skills. I was like, oh, it'll be like a methods class that maybe you've taken or learning about different statistical analyses. But I think you're statistical totally right. analyses on a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think you could sell that one in the, to the math department yeah. <laughs> but I love that idea of exploring what research means to different disciplines and also highlighting Matt I think the early career PhD student is something that Rohan and I didn't explore much in our season we were interested quite a bit in early career scientists or people that had graduated recently but I think people who might be considering a PhD or are early in their PhD journey, um, will certainly get a lot out of this season. That's very exciting. So kind of piggybacking off of those two themes, um, we would love to kind of learn what you're hoping the listeners of this upcoming season will take away from your conversations with many different people. Um, what can we expect from this season and kind of what are your main goals to achieve throughout the episodes you're planning to record? I'm going to let Heather start on that one. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> no, that's good. Um, yeah, I think, you know, this is, again, it's a tough one. So how we sort of are setting this up is basically identifying these big domains of research, right? So what even is research? What does research process of design look like? What is mentoring and research? So I really think within each of those, one of the biggest things I hope our listeners come away with is um, the sense of sort of how to 
think about your research as as very messy <laughs> and not this very sort of linear process, right? I think the sort of imagination that we have going into research, especially as you know scientists, um, is that you have um, inputs and outputs and you have a process and an outcome. When in reality, the, the whole part of being a student constructing your dissertation, writing an article, getting hired, all of that is really messy. And there's a lot of different strings that you can pull on. Um, and I think the other thing is um, the value of exploring, right? When you get into a PhD program, it's because you love and care about a particular content area, whatever that is. And you're working with experts in that field. So on top of it being messy, being able to enjoy that mess a little bit and experiment and try new things and learn under new people and take advantage of that expertise. Um, and doing that not just with professors, but also your colleagues and your peers um, and how you build that scholarly community. So I think for me, those are my biggest takeaways and I hope that our viewers and our listeners, I should say, um, come away with that too. Yeah, and to piggyback on that, I'll say, I, I was thinking um, about the, the practical things that hopefully our listeners can take away from it. Um, and some of those are the questions that I had as well. You know, what is research? What does it look like for different people in different disciplines and at different stages of their experience um, to hopefully inform people, get them a little bit out of their bubble and think about, okay, if I'm doing, you know, head down doing this research in some engineering something and I want to collaborate with a sociologist, what is their experience like? I don't have any idea and I can't assume it's like mine. And I'm hoping that this gives us um, gives people a little bit of insight. Okay, what is that experience like for them? What are they going through? What questions are they looking at? Um, what methods are they considering? And just to kind of get us out of our bubble and give us a little perspective for people who are new or people who are considering a PhD. Yeah, you know, as you put it in those words, I'm starting to think that, yeah, I, I fall in the early career PhD as well. And I don't like pondering the question, what my research is. I'm just happy. <laughs> I'm just happy doing stuff. You know, my hands are working. My brain is working. I'm typing on my keyboard. MATLAB is running. <laughs> Python is running for those who care about open source. <laughs> as long as it's running, you know, I'm okay. Don't ask me questions. <laughs> so that's everything you covered. Sounds really exciting. And I think, um, this episode or this season just has so many possibilities. Um, I know you guys mentioned um, before we started recording that you have already had three episodes that you've had recorded. Um, I hope that those were really exciting and awesome conversations. I remember sometimes after Rowan and I would record an episode, we would both just kind of stare at each other being like, that was such a cool conversation. Oh my gosh, I can't believe that just happened. Um, Without giving too many spoilers away, are there any like just really exciting highlights that have happened so far that you're just like, we can't wait to get this out there. We want our listeners to hear this. No, absolutely not. They have to listen to the whole season. <laughs> well, just, just giving them a little sprinkle of flavor. <laughs> uh, I'll say that I have been pleasantly surprised by the quality and caliber of guests that we've gotten. Uh -huh. Every we've spoken to has just been amazing brilliant and insightful and talkative and generous with their time and their insights and from a variety of disciplines and institutions and it's just been it's considerably expanded my view of research and academia in general mm -hmm. um it, it's just been 
it's been wonderful. And I, and I can't think of a single interview that we've done that we haven't both been like, wow, that was amazing. Like we could have talked to that person for another hour. <laughs> they were all That's so, awesome. so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think what was um, for me, I totally agree. We had so many fantastic guests this season, including our graduate student panel. That was just so fun to talk with them and get their insights and sort of being able to put them in conversation with, you know, journalists and um, uh, fellows at the Brookings Institution and professors. Ah, so exciting. <laughs> I can't wait to listen. Y'all have been part of this process already. And uh, what has been your takeaway? What do you think you have, you've learned about yourself mm. um, in in this journey so far? And what more do you, what, what are you looking to get out of what, what's left of it? Sure, I'll jump in. <laughs> uh, so just on the kind of nuts and bolts logistical side, I have um, reinforced to myself that I am very detail-oriented person, but much less of a people person. So I'm good at like doing all the logistics for our episodes and keeping track of everything. We've got spreadsheets galore, tracking everything to the nth degree. Um, but when it comes to the interviews, I'm very like, hey, here's my question. Give me an answer. Now let's move on to the next one. And Heather's like, let's chat and expand on this a little bit. And I want to hear the, the chat and the expand on it, but I'm not good at creating those interactions. So it's good that we have each other uh, because I definitely need Heather to, to help uh, get some more of that, that interesting content out of our guests. Wow, that's fascinating because I think you're selling yourself way too short um, on that, Matt. He is a, a pleasure to listen to with our guests and especially with your content knowledge, which is another thing that I think has been really great about this season. You and I are such different researchers and have such a different domain of expertise. So it has been a pleasure listening to Matt really explore these like big questions about things like engineering where I'm like, I don't know what that word means or like I haven't heard about that before. So it's just been really fascinating to do that. And your organization skills, impeccable. I thought I was good, but this is like next level. I agree. I think one of the most unexpected challenges associated with doing this project was the planning and brainstorming what you want each episode to look like, what guests would best fill that um, conversation. And yeah, I think like you both said, kind of thinking on your feet, being able to engage in conversation. It's all very good skills and bizarre to have that added layer of doing it virtually, but it is exciting because in that way we can interview people from all over. You know, we don't mm -hmm. have to just be restricted to in-person conversations. Well, you know, I think, this, oh, go ahead. Uh, like us, us recording these episodes, gave me the confidence boost I needed to actually be able to be back speaking with people in person because it had it, it had just been so long you know while when we were recording this you know like, it's okay it's a zoom call you just stay on mute for most of the time but you can't do that when you have a beer in your hand and you have someone else with a beer in their hand and they're just like we can't awkwardly keep drinking our beer in <laughs> silence <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's like 80% of my beer drinking experience. <laughs> no. Awkwardly <laughs> standing in silence next to someone else. Uh, but oh yeah. my gosh. I'm, I'm excited to hear these. Well, that might be the best possible note to end on. I think um, it was a pleasure meeting you both. I want to just open up the floor in case there's any last minute takeaways or well wishes you want to send 
to your listeners of the upcoming season before we log off here? Well, I actually have a question for you guys is looking back on, ooh, my, my, how the (laughs) turntables have turned. Um, (laughs) um, Looking back on your guys' season, what is your highlight of the season? What was great? And what do you wish that you had known going into it that you want to impart to us as new hosts? Who do we want that on the recording, though? That's, that's, your, that's your call, honey. That's your call. Oh. Hmm. I, go, going into it, I wish I had given more weight to the vision that Jess and I could bring to this. Or I'll speak for myself with this one, the, the, the vision that I could have brought to it. And it it took the first few episodes for for me to realize that we can really tailor this however we want and into whatever we want it to be. Um, I I wish I I had more confidence in that knowledge and I could take charge of that sooner. Yeah, that's that's really good advice. Um, I think kind of reiterating something that Matt said earlier, a highlight for me was just the speakers that we had. I was just amazed by every single one of them. First of all, being willing to talk to us. And second of all, just the knowledge, the advice, the stories, the experiences they all brought to the table. I think every single person that we had on the show brought such a unique perspective. I learned a ton doing it. Um, so really, I think just the conversations, as cheesy as that sounds, was the highlight for me. Um, I think something I didn't expect going into it that maybe you two have already learned um, was just how much work goes into it. Um, the process of making a podcast is not easy, and I did not have an appreciation for that before this experience. Um, yeah. So just the time that goes into it. I. I really hope our listeners appreciate that this is really a labor of love and it's not something that any of us take lightly. Um, and it's, it's a lot of work, but I think at the end of the day, it's extremely rewarding and just a unique thing to be able to have said you did in grad school. I think it's a very cool and unique experience to take a part of, take advantage of. Um, I'm going to, I, I have uh, I take issue with that uh, statement, the last part of that statement. What do you mean, grad school? How many people in their adult lives have hosted a podcast? Yeah, actually, I mean, in your life. Very fair. Very fair. At this That's point, true. how many people in their adult lives haven't hosted a true crime podcast? So let's be real. No, it's true. It's so true. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, uh, so you asked us uh, your funny question. I am going to put you on the spot with our question of the season that we've been asking all of our uh, guests. Wait, wait, what? Are we doing yeah. like a two-way continuity episode? Why? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is one that I think is, um, I think is a fun and challenging question. So, uh, whoever wants to jump in first, in three to five words, finish this sentence. Research is um, mind-boggling, yet anxiety-inducing. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to go for a positive thing, but I think it's just 
yeah, those are my five words. Love it. That works. <laughs> you really did put me on the spot. Not even. <laughs> it takes a lot for me to be like I don't have the right words to put in here. Uh, research is enthralling, and friendship forging. Ooh. See, you could do it. <laughs> it just took me. I had like six different iterations in my head. I want to make lots of quips about grad students enjoying the alcohol, but then I couldn't do that either. Like it, the, the the number of words didn't match out. Like it was seven words, and then it didn't sound as cool. So then I'm like, no, I'll, I'll go for the more wholesome friendship angle, uh, because ultimately, some of the best friendships are brewed over tea. There you go. And nice. Bruce, I love it. <laughs> Crawling and booze. We'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully that, that's a good incentive. The challenge of that question is a good incentive to get you to listen to our season and hear some of the answers our guests and our grad student panel gave. I, I didn't well, either. You had me sold in the first two minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're excited to listen for sure. Well, this has been awesome. But this was so much fun to get to know you guys. Oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was really nice to meet you guys. Yeah, nice meeting you both. Yeah, uh, good just... luck with um, your future recordings, too. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Exciting. Appreciate that. Yeah.